Muppet Show. Tonight, our special guest star is that brilliant British... Uh, 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 just a second. So you really are Swedish? Oh, I'd never have guessed. Uh, uh, quick, Chris, uh, what do you do? Oh, hello, Kermit. Well, I have the randomizer right here. Each week, this machine selects a random Jerry Anderson episode, and I, you know, watch along giving my thoughts and opinions and little bits of trivia on each one. How about being a comedian? You know, being funny, telling jokes? Well, it hasn't happened yet, but if I can think of any, then yeah, sure. Oh, good. Uh, but Kermit, Kermit, uh, have you seen my assistant Marina anywhere? She was supposed to meet me here, but I can't find her. I do hope some unforeseen disaster hasn't befallen her. Oh. Woman, 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 woman. Guess I spoke too soon. Uh, well, that's a disaster we knew about all along. Ah, well, it, it does present a problem, actually. I mean, who can I find at such short notice to press the button for us today? Whoa, Miss Piggy, hello. Oh, Christopher, you great big beautiful honky. <sighs> <laughs> yes, um, uh, do you need your eyes tested or something? What? <laughs> Go along with this or I'll cut you in half. <laughs> um, yes, please, by all means, make the selection for us today. Oh, I'm starting to regret bringing my act on this show. Assuming anyone actually wants to see it. We'd love to see your act. In fact, we'd hate to miss your act. In fact, we'd love to hate your act. Oh! <laughs> oh, okay, guys. Okay. So, anyway, getting back to the point. Um, what do we have today? Oh, well, an interesting choice, Miss Piggy. <laughs> yes, a series we haven't seen for a while, actually. We're joining Mike Mercury and Beaker. Me, 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 me. No, not you, Beaker. The other Beaker. His supercar. Pity we can't book an important guest star on this show. So we're back with supercar and right away... You may notice that things have changed around here. We have a new version of the uh, supercar theme tune. This is performed by the Mike Sam Singers, I think, who would later be back to do the theme for The Secret Service. And... Um, I'm not sure what I feel about this this version of the song. I think the one in the first season was you know, very heroic, very stirring. This one is, is jazzier and more playful, but it's also slightly cheesy. It is a much more a sort of happy, jolly uh, kiddie show than perhaps it was previously. But we're now in the second season of Supercar. In fact, I think this is the penultimate episode of the entire series. Transatlantic Cable. Was there ever a less thrilling title for an episode of anything? Of the Atlantic Ocean lies a multi-core telephone cable. <gasps> its length, believe it or not, is 3,400 nautical miles. Oh, I don't believe Day it. And night, yeah, this is another feature of the uh, second season of Supercar. Back and forth from America to Great Britain. We often opened with a narrator. This cable, much vital information could be obtained. And I was never clear on whether this narrator was actually meant to be Mike Mercury or if it was just Graydon Gould doing a very similar voice. I suppose it was meant as a an easy way to sort of give the audience a bit of uh, vital information at the start of an episode. One moment, Master Spy. Hurry, friend Zarin. I can't wait to satisfy our first customer. Oh, and here we find that uh, Master Spy and Zarin have tapped the transatlantic cable, stealing some vital information here. And another of um, the second season changes to supercar is, is notable in this scene. We now have Cyril Shapps. Phone Mr. Simmons. 
Tell him that the English company is proposing to charge $200,000. In the role of master spy, replacing George Marcel. Um, it's quite a few changes to the second season, even though it is... You know, it is the same show. There are quite a few differences that almost make it feel like... It's going to work, Master Spock. ...like a different show entirely. All the money we're going to make. Yes, friend Zarin. We have the... Although Zarin is still his uh, usual toadying self, so that's all right. And we can never, ever be caught. I bet they're going to end up getting caught. It's just a feeling. And I think the Supercar team might have something to do with it as well. I can't imagine what the Tele Cable Corporation would want to see Mike about. Oh, he's got a massive bill coming his way by the sound of it. directly over the Tele Cable Corporation. So for the second season, several of the puppets were, if not re-sculpted, they had a bit of facial work done on them. Um, Professor Popkiss seems to have a, a swollen chin. Um, Beaker's head seems a bit smaller. Uh, Mike, however, seems more or less the same as he always did, which is reassuring. Oh, like, like, oh, oh no! I thought I'd come up and meet you. Oh, no, you didn't do us any favors by doing that. Please go away. You're quite ugly. What is Supercar doing in New York, Master Spy? If you will have the patience to wait a few moments, I might be able to tell you. Mm. Oh. Master Supercar just landed, happened to land on top of the building that's just, just over the road from Master Spy and Zarin. Called in Mike Mercury. It's so convenient. Perhaps he will find out how we are doing this. You blithering idiot. Oh, come on, you've nothing to fear from Mike Mercury. It's not like he hasn't caught you at least ten times by now and always let you go. You are nothing but a cheap imitation of a man. Do you suppose? Oh, don't say that to Zarin. He's still the original Zarin. You're not the original. Although I do like you. I do like Cyril Shaps. Cyril Shaps is brilliant. I'm, I'm just looking at this scene now watching... Um, oh, poor old Zarin has been trembling and now he's just fallen backwards into a chair. Even though the puppets themselves... Often look very, very crude in this show. We've ever done in Supercar, Mr. Bell is easy. There are some really nice moments of the puppetry itself, character, character moments like that coming through in the puppetry. There goes a nice guy. <laughs> okay, if you say so. Well, he is a nice guy, but uh, very unnecessary comment. Are you all right? Returning to base, Black Rock. Here I come. I was never entirely clear on the point in the series in which. Um, Supercast team started being hired for missions. Right. I'll give you a rundown on the situation. A telephone. But now we're getting a proper American mission radio. briefing with. Uh, it runs under the Atlantic Ocean. With Mike, complete with a map and a little pointing stick. It crosses from that. the ocean until it connects up with Great Britain. Here, but the telephone company has asked us to investigate, and this is just what we're going to do. <laughs> Oh, what would they have done if, if Supercar hadn't existed? They would have had to have gone out there and actually had a look themselves. Yeah, I agree, Professor. That would never do. What do they say? They say they are ready for Supercar and that there is nothing to worry about. Good, friend Zarin. I have Now, one of the reasons I feel the second series of Supercar is um, not only very different from the first, but kind of a bit of a step down, to be honest, is the first, oh, they glued some sort of flashlight to the top of Supercar. Um, the first season was more or less entirely written by uh, a pair of writers, two brothers, Martin and Hugh Woodhouse. And they are the ones who brought a lot of the sort of technical detail, particularly to the dialogue. But they also really understood what made the characters work. Um, I think they are 
responsible for Beaker being the sort of breakout star of the show. For whatever reason, and nobody really knows quite why, it just seems to have been a sudden and total end of communication between them and the Andersons, but they weren't invited back for the second season, and instead, every single episode, all 13, the second series of Supercar, were written by Jerry and Sylvia themselves. And without ever, ever wanting to um, criticise Jerry and Sylvia, their writing on this show... Okay, Doc. And you too, Jimmy. ...in the second season is very much for that of a children's show. Okay, Mike. Whereas... The Woodhouse Brothers, I think they were pitching more at the same level that Thunderbirds ultimately was, of, you know, a lot of kids are going to be watching this, let's be fair, mostly kids, but this is a family show and we need stuff in there for the adults as well. I don't think Jerry and Sylvia quite got that. Their priority seemed to be, first and foremost, this is a children's show. I think you can see that in the, the handful of episodes that they wrote for the first season. Um... Mike, they seem to be a bit more child-oriented and generally kind of weaker. And it, I, it may be that if the Woodhouses hadn't worked on this show, I wouldn't be saying that. I would have, you know, just watched 26 episodes written by Jerry and Sylvia and I wouldn't have noticed a difference. But in the second series, I think you do notice their absence. And I'm also just staring at Supercar as it goes into a dive and I'm wondering why the S on the side seems to have turned into a reverse C, pointing the wrong way. I don't know what that's about. Keep your eyes open for that cable. It can't be far away. Right, Mike. Okay, Mike. Oh. Mitch, you look too. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. We brought the monkey along on this highly experimental and uh, potentially dangerous underwater mission. And boy, actually, come to think of it, we didn't need either of them. How, how, how does it take four people? Nothing yet to track down a length of cable that runs like well from the US to the UK there it is oh good boy jimmy oh Here we, we go. did need jimmy oh brilliant super fantastic jimmy saved the day again right now all we have to do is follow the cable and see if any part of it has been tampered with okay mike oh this is going to be a long episode isn't it Lord, okay, we'll to follow. And you should recognise that music as uh, being reused in Thunderbirds. I want to say, alias Mr. Hackenbacker. Ooh, a sunken ship. What interesting things might be lurking in a sunken ship? Are we going to look at the sunken ship? Please, let's have something interesting happen. Come on, why are you writing it as Jimmy is the only observant one who can see the blooming obvious? Yes, very sad, very sad. It is, it's very sad. The merchant vessel that was sunk during the last war. Yeah, there must be dozens of wrecks like that around here. Oh well, let's continue the search. But Dr. Baker, Mike, you don't understand. Again, we have a very early... uh, sequence of a fish tank being put in front of the, the puppet stage. And this one I'm noticing there's lots of like little bits of plant and 
other sort of I tell you, I saw a light in one of the cabins. underwater detritus kind of floating around. It, it again adds so much to making You're it real. Big boy, now you know there aren't any such things as ghosts. I think maybe we've done enough searching for today. Oh we're come on, today. you guys never used to be this dim. You heard what the skipper said to you. We're returning to base, so let's hear no more. Full boost horizontal. Yes, Jimmy, you can't come down here looking for something and then claim that we found it. That's just not on. Again, what is with the S on the side of supercar there? It is just like a crescent meme shape. Returning to Black Rock. Roger, Mike. I will prepare something for you all to eat. Has Jimmy ruined everything for you again? I understand. It happens. Oh, but Jimmy did see something on the ship. That's our, that was our thrilling uh, advert break cliffhanger. A light was You're turned You're a fool, on. Johnson. Yeah. Well, we succeeded, didn't we? We made it watertight, repaired the airlocks, got all the supplies and oxygen we need. And now we've caught each other up on who we are and what we're doing exactly. down here. Exactly. We could work here weeks undetected, but despite our echo-sounding equipment, you were unable to detect supercar until it was right on top of us. I'm sure they saw the light in the cabin window. I don't think so. Unless they had a hyper-intelligent small boy with them, which is very unlikely. From a laboratory in Philadelphia about a new drug they're working on. And this is a story that, again, is very much of its time. This would never... Go on your own, Johnson. never work today. This would never even make sense today. Just in case, supercar... All these messages on this one telephone cable. I'm staring at this, um... One of these bad guys on the ship here. The one with the slightly squashed head. I'm sure I recognise him from somewhere. We'll intercept telephone call as requested. We'll report back to you. And this is very unusual as well for Master Spy and Zarin to have other people doing their own dirty work for them. It happened a couple of times in the second series, but it, it's always much more fun when they're actually out there making a nuisance for themselves. right to the top. Before you open the outside door. Although I suppose Master Spy wouldn't really want to uh, be stuck on an on a sunken ship with Zarin for gosh, how long have these two guys been stuck down here? Nobody knows. Nobody really cares. And now the um, the vaguely familiar guy has put on a diving suit. He's going out to do something. I don't know. Exciting this one, I've got to say. I thought the title "Transatlantic Cable" might offer all sorts of dramatic possibilities, but alas, we're being uh, we're being a bit shortchanged here. As I was saying, so far we found nothing. Yeah, other than the uh, shipwreck, of course. But I of course, you, Mike, where those uh, a people very obviously are not. A light? What? Coming from the cabin of a shipwreck? Surely, Jimmy, you didn't really believe that you saw that, did you? Professor. I've never told a lie in my life. I mean, I know I don't like Jimmy, but to be fair, he's not usually one for making up. As he says, he's not one for making up Perhaps you imagined it, Jimmy. You're not still on this kick if he imagined it. You're not usually this, um... Mitch saw the light. Oh, God. You're not going to bring in the monkey as your, um... your support witness, are you? There you are. He did see it. Oh, well, if the monkey says so... I, um... I must confess, I'm beginning to think there might be something in it after all. I mean, I have absolutely no regard for your opinions or views on anything, Jimmy, but if the monkey says there was a light, yeah. 
Hmm, perhaps it is worth investigating after all. And find that this shipwreck is, in fact, the base for the frogmen that are tapping the cable. Oh, God, we're back to the map. I have a scheme that will require making a new attachment for supercar. And, um, as it is, uh, getting late, I would suggest that you all get some sleep, and by morning, I will have the attachment ready. Gee, I'll stay up and help you, Dr. Baker. No, oh, no, that's okay, Jimmy, really. I, I, I can manage. Better we all go to bed and leave Dr. Beaker to work on his own. Then in the morning, Mike and I can go in supercar. You can look after the console... Oh, look Dr. at you, Beaker mister. I'm going to have a ride in supercar. Don't you know that your place is sat behind the control console? You never get to go anywhere. Don't pad your part out, Professor. Oh, and I like the model of Blackrock Lab that they built for... The second season. Oh, Seven, Beaker's just mounted a great big drill nine, on the front of Supercar. Okay. Eleven. They basically 13, just replaced the the spiky bit 14, that was already there with a twisty spiky 15, bit. Yeah, I really like the Blackrock model. It's um because I think in the first season it was just Blackrock was a painting in the very first episode, and then in the second season they actually built the model for it, which of course you see destroyed in the uh, opening credits of Thunderbirds very end when that, that well, refinery sure or whatever it is blows up just on the bottom right-ish yeah, so middle of the frame there's black rock going up in flames i've got an idea mr smarty mercury is paying us another visit i suppose maybe things like this must have gone on in real life um, but i can't imagine any of it was particularly professor this is it interesting here we go um, i can hear engines I can hear engines approaching. Can you hear engines approaching? Quick, put out the lights. Mm. No light coming from any of the cabins, though, Mike. Well, like I told you, Jimmy imagined it. I can't but the, the monkey! The evidence of the monkey, Mike! And I don't know why I'm using the Beaker voice. Beaker isn't in this scene, but the monkey's testimony is absolutely rock solid, Mike! We're wasting our time. Let's do just that. The result may be rewarding. Full boost horizontal. We might crash, but, uh, you know, it, it, it might be rewarding. I've never crashed before. Hey, foreman. Hey, God. We'll give them another few moments and then put the lights on again. Oh, you fiends. Ah, but Mike and Popkiss have outsmarted them. They've arrived again without their engines running. <sighs> cunning, very cunning. Let's just wait a few moments, Mike. Yeah, let's wait. We haven't done enough of that in this episode. Look! Yeah. So Jimmy was right. I'd never have believed it. All right. <laughs> we have oh, you have such a low opinion of Jimmy, don't you? I love it. Now all we have to do is get them out of there. And thanks to Beaker, that's going to be dead easy. Emergency Priming charge. torpedoes. Well, that was a close one. Yeah. yeah something nearly happened back there. Case. We sure, we sure soon to that. Soon short of that. I can't even say my words. I don't think we'll see supercar here again. No, no, no supercar again. No. What's that coming towards us? I think it's supercar. With a great big corkscrew drill bit on the front. What was that? It's supercar. Oh, no. Another pair of quivering puppets now as the... Oh, the drill bit has... Okay, Enter the cabin. Now all we've got to do is back away. So they're going to flood they the two guys out. We're going to be flooded out. There's only one thing we can do. We've got to get out, quick. Getting out? Oh, yeah, okay. 
you could do that, I suppose, yeah. I mean, your other alternative is drowning. Kevin must be filling up with water pretty fast. Or you oh, could try to plug the hole. It's not that big, That's actually. It, Mike. And whoever is in there will be leaving the cabin very shortly. Oh, don't give us the dramatic, exciting music. It's not... They're leaving the ship one by one. Come on. Do something. I guess Jimmy was right. Yes, Mike. And the transatlantic telephone cable will never be tapped again. Well, by the time supercars... Unless somebody tries the exact same thing elsewhere, which is uh, a possibility. You said there are lots of other sunken ships they can use as bases. Um, oh, I was going to say, presumably you are going to go up and catch the guys. You have. And you've tied them up, tied them together and just dumped them in the laboratory. And okay. I must give you a due credit, Jimmy. You were right about the light in the cabin. I would never have believed it possible that you could be useful, Jimmy. I guess I know now how George Washington felt. We need to convince him that like George Washington, we cannot tell a lie. Oh, hello? Is that the Mastermind Information Service? I love that um, the supercar team have their we'll arch enemy's phone number and they can just call them up for a gloat. That's so sweet. Master Spy. That's very oh, supercar as well. Your idea. No, no, your So as the police arrive to presumably arrest Master Spy and Zarin, uh, that is actually the last we see of them in supercar, believe it or not. And that was Transatlantic Cable. Well... There are worse episodes of Supercar, but not too many. Um, again, it, it, it's a very sort of old... I was going to say it's an old-fashioned idea, but then this is a very old series anyway. So at the time, this may have seemed like you know, revolutionary and, uh, and uh, highly original, but now I think it's probably aged so much that the... The idea of the story is just so so irrelevant to us looking back at it now. Um, yeah, there are there are worse supercars, not many, but oh, this was a dull one.